Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and if those of you don't know, start looking up Wally Pip because we might have that situation right here. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a glowing recommendation. I appreciate that. I am the Statman. Um, I don't have a catchy one-syllable moniker like the regular host, um, and co-hosting this podcast is probably the most challenging thing I've done since I retired a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to set higher goals, man. If this, if this is challenging, really, you're just having a phone conversation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, speaking about that, you are uh, completely done. No more contractor, one hour a week. That's it. You're done, right? No, actually, I'm still uh, riding off in the sunset. I was doing two days a week up until this past month. And now I'm down to one day a week. So usually now on Wednesdays, probably through the end of June. And then that'll be it. Okay. All right. And then uh, you gonna look, you're going to look for something else just to kick around? Or you just, you're, you're, you're cashing out, you're done? Um, I'll probably look for other opportunities. There's some volunteering that I'm already doing. Yeah. I'll probably look for some other things, whether it's a paid status or not. But, um, yeah, I need something kind of productive to do during the days. Yeah, you know what you should you should probably look into. I think you'd be good at is teaching. I'm sorry, what was that? Teaching. You should look into that. See if, yeah, like, yeah. So I do some tutoring already. Okay, um, but that takes two hours a week, right? And and that's fine. So yeah, I, I'm thinking about trying to get into the schools maybe and helping out there um, if they if I could be vetted and, and allowed into schools. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm not going to talk about that on air, but anyway, um, yeah. So, all right, let's get into some Bush league stuff. Uh, oh, Hey, real quick. For those who don't know Wally Pip, he was the guy that said he needed a break and, uh, the Yankees started Lou Gehrig and then he didn't come out until he actually retired. So, um, he what, what is 21, 36 or something like that. 2,100 games in a row. So Wally Pip lost his job because he needed a because he went to England for a week. So we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll get into the Bush League notes. Uh, we'll we'll start with the Fab. Uh, eight teams, fifteen players. Still seems a little high. Yeah, I think it seems high too. I mean, I don't have the historical numbers, but but it seems high, and, and I think people are afraid. You know that whole. FOMO, fear of missing out. They're yeah. afraid that if they don't pick up a guy for a lot of money this week, by next week they're gone, and then they they have a career year, and and, and you know it just messes up their their rotisserie team. So I agree, it seems high, but but that's it, we're very active. Yeah, and and some of it too is is, and I agree with the FOMO thing. I I think you may be right on with that. Some of it is teams kind of settling in with who's going to get some holds, who's going to be on the long side of a platoon. Uh, there's still some injuries out there. So uh, I'll walk through them, and then we'll, we'll kind of talk about it. We'll start with me. I pick up Josh Harrison for a dollar, drop Juan Yepes, which I'm kind of regretting that now. Um, and that's All this is because I lost Cruz. Uh, I also picked up Owen Miller, who qualifies at second base, and he actually played yesterday. Uh, drop G-Man Choi for a dollar. And I picked up someone else, I think. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Oh, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah? Right. That's, yeah. Uh, we'll jump to the Bulls, who's active every week. Uh, Jason DeLay, catcher for the Pirates. Know anything about him? 
Um, he's getting some at bat, yeah. and he's hitting really well now. I think he needed them because uh, who was it? Oh, uh, I thought one of his catchers Will, just got injured. Yeah, Will Smith. Off. Will Smith got on the IL with a yes, concussion. Yes, that's yeah. Right. yeah, and uh, the uh, the the like darling of the Bush League last year, Christopher Morrell, got dropped down because uh, the Cubs are playing pretty well, and uh, he's not getting any playing time. Bulls also pick up uh, another bucko, uh, Colin Holderman, uh, relief pitcher, dropped uh, Bruce Brustar Gratterall. Um, I, 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 I've seen Holderman pitch. I don't know how much time he's going to get, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, who knows with the Pirates. And then uh, Jesse, yeah. good. So, so his, name, his name is appropriate, right? Because I think he's got several holds already. He does. I, I saw him pitch, too. Um, he's got some pretty good stuff. And I, I think, yeah, if the Pirates win, uh, he'll get a lot of holds. So yeah. I, I think that's a good pickup for the Bulls. Yep. Um, and then he picks up uh, Jesse Chavez, uh, relief pitcher for Atlanta, three bucks, drops Kevin Ginkle, who I think he just picked up yesterday. So Ginkle had a cup of coffee up on the Bulls <laughs> roster. Um, nice. Yeah. And then I think that's all for the Bulls. We go to the Sewer Hawks. Shelby Miller's back in the league. Yikes. Drop Stone Garrett, who's yeah. now like on a hitting tear. <laughs> so, yeah. do you remember Shelby Miller? Like when he was young? Of course I do. He, yeah. He was a Cardinal. Yeah. We thought he was going to be you know, the next ace, and then I'm not sure. He just didn't pan out, then went to Atlanta. I don't know if he was part of that, that Marcelo Suna deal, but yeah, he, he – um, yeah, he just hasn't pitched well. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you thought was going to be really good. I think he was somehow was hanging around. I think he was traded for Dansby Swanson, even though. Uh, from, yeah, that could be. Yeah, and he dropped Stone Garrett, who, like I said, had a couple hits the last couple games. Um, Hawks, uh, I'm going to need some help on this one. Hawks pick up Peter Strelecki. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'm I'm not like Jamie. My enunciation isn't as good, but it works for me. It looks like an eye chart. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I'm barely passing. Uh, he's a setup guy. He drops uh, Almonte from the Dodgers. Looks like the Dodgers kind of settling in with their back end bullpen now. Um, yeah. And I think that was all for the Hawks. Uh, yeah. Bearcats pick up Matt McLean. Was he's a shortstop for the Reds? I guess because of. Uh, my guy got hurt, but he, he played yesterday. And the the uh, who knows what's going on with the Reds. He dropped Scott Kingry, who may be on his last year of his contract. Hopefully, uh, I think I think I think this may be only the second guy the Bearcats picked up since the start. Yeah, he's been pretty pretty uh, economical with his his five dollars so far. Yeah, uh, auditors pick up Stuart Fairchild, left fielder for another Red. Any thoughts? Uh, I haven't been following. I guess I think he's been getting some of bats out there. Um, I, no, so I, I don't have much to say about that one. Yeah, and the Reds—that's a team that's trying to figure out their outfield and their infield. And I mean, and somehow they're winning games. I think they took two out of three from the. I think they might have take, taken three out of five from the from the Phillies in the two series. Um, Ducks pick up Bryce Wilson, who keeps going up and down here. Drops Nick Fortes. Um, Wilson's now with the uh, Brewers. Maybe with Woodruff being on the IL, he'll get a start or two. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Space Otters also pick up Jake Cave, who was just dropped. And this may be one of your guys you refer to as 
you know, someone gets hot and they buy him. Yeah, it sure looks like he's looking for outfielders that are getting at bats, right? When I look at that, right, he added Fairchild and, and now um, Cave, who, who is getting at bats. Right? I know he hasn't been hitting well early, but I think he's he's getting at bats for the Phillies, so he's looking for some stats from these guys. Yeah, and and he'll continue to get at bats till they figure out what to do with Harper, you know, whether he comes back or not. Um, and then the dudes pick up Colin Ray. Uh, he's another reliever from Milwaukee. Uh, drop Tanner Scott because it looks like Miami kind of figured out their back end bullpen as well. I don't know if Tanner Scott's in the in the loop. He also picked up Matt Stram for ten bucks from the Phillies, and yeah. he he hurt his thumb. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so I don't know how the dudes feel about that. It was it was a big pickup, and Stram had been pitching well till then. But now you know you got to cut thumb or whatever it is. Oof, that can really mess up a pitcher. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that'd be. I, I'm wondering if he's going to come back by. Well, they say this week, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see this weekend if he if he gets the throw. Um, and then uh, round it out with you with the outbid me on Alan Treo, who you just dropped, I think, last week because Jamie and I were talking about that. Did you just drop him last week? I, I wasn't the one that dropped him. I oh. don't know if it was the Bulls or not. But, yeah, okay. I, I'm glad I listened to the podcast because I, I admit that. I, I upped my bid. So I'm like, oh, no, Roger's going to get in on it. And I, I thought the magic number would be four to, for Trejo. So, um, yeah, I ended up getting him. That's and, funny. Um, yeah, he didn't play yesterday. So we'll see how many bats he got. But, um, but yeah, that, I'm glad I listened to the podcast. That other guy's he's hitting 200. And I don't know if they're going to let him play shortstop hitting 200 without a – you know, he's not Cruz, where he's going to hit the ball out every once in a while. And they might. Yeah, Tovar. Yeah, I thought he had a lot of upside. Um, but so far, he hasn't been doing much much of anything. No, I think they'll give him, you know, a little longer rope than normal because they got nothing going on out there. But um, I, I don't think they're going to let him hit 200 the whole season. So right. Trejo, right. It, who's actually hitting over 300, I think, right now. Um yeah, he, he and he, and he's a he's a major league player, so they may end up putting him in there anyway. Um, yeah, so busy week again. If you're looking at the period, uh, Hawks have a huge week, and then there's everyone else, and then there's me and the auditors. <laughs> so the Hawks <laughs> Hawks had 40 pitching points uh, this past week. That's 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 a nice that's a nice way to bump your stat there, huh? Um, and then there's a bunch of people in the 50s, and then. The auditors and myself rounded out uh, for the week. Auditors had a 15 and a half pitching points. I think he had that guy from the Dodgers pitch last week, that Grove. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Man, he gave up a bunch of runs, uh, and they let him in there. Um, nothing of note uh, that, that really sticks out other than uh, Jamie had a seven ERA. Um, a lot of, you know – there seems to be a haves and have nots for this holds thing. Um, have you? Ha I don't know who you have in the back end of your bullpen, but how are you doing with the with the hold solds? Um, so far, doing really well. Yeah, okay, you um, got fourteen. I don't 14. have a lot of saves, but I do have a lot of holds, and that's kind of what I was hoping to get out of the draft. Okay. Out of the auction. Yeah. And, and, and I think uh, that's going to fluctuate a little bit as the season moves because guys are going to find roles here in about two weeks or a week, and then and then we'll kind of settle into where, where they'll start racking up maybe on a consistent basis. 
Uh, looking at the overall standings, got the Bulls at 78. You're at 72 and a half, and then it drops to 66. Then it drops to 56, top four. Uh, Bearcats at 51 and a half. I got 50. And then we got three teams with 40 and a team with 38 and a half. Rebs have 12 and a half offensive points. That's tough. Yeah, he, he's not looking good early on. I'm looking at his stats now. Yeah, all across the board. Um, other than stolen bases, he's got to pick it up. I, I don't even I have to look at his team. I don't know who his big offensive guys are, but so far they're not producing. Yeah. Um, and the Bulls keep hanging tough. Now, he's got some guys that are playing well early on, and and we'll see how that balances out um, a little bit. I mean, he's got bomb hitting 350. Nico Horner steals a base over a base a game, or just under a base a game. Um, so, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see how that balances out. Uh, you know, what? one of the things I looked at, and you and I talked a little bit before we got on, was these uh, souls. Why Why does CBS have it as three decimal points? <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's a question maybe Jamie should ask and get some kind of uh, non-response. Kind of answer. <laughs> I, I don't know why they do it, really, other than there are some leagues, and I don't know if CBS is capable with their, their limited website. Some leagues you can count a hold as a half or a quarter or less than an integer, and so that's why you need a decimal. But three decimal places, come on, guys. Put the integer in like you have for all the other categories, uh, yeah. Other than you know the averaging ones, but yeah, it's just CBS being CBS, especially three decimal points. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like if you it, like if they had half saves, you're like, all right, I see the one. If you got a quarter saves, I see the two. I do not see why they have three. three no, <laughs> there's no need. It's poor, right? It's just poorly administered. Oh my gosh! The, the, so. Maybe you have to question the whole validity of the whole stats. So maybe I'll just argue that all year. I'm not even sure that any of this is right. Um, and then, uh, so a- another thing I want to ask you, and it's just a topic of conversation here, and I know it's early, but what, what, what's your line of demarcation with the percentage stats? Wh- when do you start thinking like, uh, brother, I, I think I need to panic a little bit. Well, so, yeah, that's funny. When you wrote it in the notes about panicking, um, that's a connotation to me, like you have to do something, and, and sometimes it's just not the right decision. But, but I know what you're saying. You're saying, how do you, when do you consider it like a, a concern or something I need to act yeah. on? Yeah, Well, of course, for me, you know, I'm, I'm, at least I try to be patient, right? So I, if guys aren't performing well right now, what are we, like maybe – just over 10% of the season, around 10%. Yeah, it's about right. I'm going to give them a long – I give my guys a longer leash, um, and, and half the time it works, and half the time I'm buried forever. Um, so, so for me, I, I, I do wait till around Memorial Day before I start thinking, man, I need to, I need to really do something with these, these uh, percentage stats. That, that's me. Yeah, and, and, the, and I feel like the, um, the, the toughest to deal with is the ERA – because if if you have a low ERA, a high ERA, and a high WHIP, at I mean, it takes start after start after start to get that thing to drop at some point. You know, right now it still fluctuates pretty easily. But yeah, I guess so. Memorial Day is when you start thinking like, all right, I, I got to do something here. Um, and then injuries cause you that too, because 
Like I, I, I can't replace O'Neill Cruz's OPS, and I, I, I got to figure out how to make that up in the counting stats. And but yeah, um, and, and I, I think Memorial Day is when usually people start seriously talking about making trades, you know, because they probably see that in their own teams. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's probably about right. Although some people would start talking trades today if they could. <laughs> <For sure>. <laughs> <laughs> you may be, you may be right. Uh, yeah. Um, so the other thing too is uh, I wanted to ma- I want to bring up why, why I had you on is you mentioned last week in a text, and I'm going to paraphrase that the Bush League will look much different in five years. And and what did you mean by that? Yeah, so that all stemmed from uh, apparently this controversial trade rule that was put into effect, right? I, I initiated and, and Tom modified it to get it through, um, shortening the window, significantly shortening the trade window. And right, and so I was talking about it before. The reason I wanted to do that is, is so people weren't going to panic early and sell off and play for next year, you know, and it's only April. And then you have this large difference between the haves, like last year, three really good teams, and the have-nots, which is like the rest of it. I was always, and I'm always striving to have competitive balance, um, you know, parity, if you will, if, if we can do that, for the whole season. And so, right, it started from that. <clears throat> my, my point of all this was if we just let people go and do what they want, right, everybody has to manage their own team and there are no rules. Um, I think you're going to find that maybe some people just aren't interested in the league after a while because they're just not competitive. Um, The other part about it really was, you know, we seem to try to do social things, but either we don't do it or they're just less and less attended. Right. So I'm afraid in five years, we're going to look a lot like uh, the standard rotisserie or fantasy league where people get together to draft. Of course, we have to do it in person with the auction. Um, but it's more of a virtual league, or, or we'll see each other once a year, and, and that's it, right? So that, that's kind of what I was getting at, is that I think in five years we have to be careful or look at, look at ourselves and see, um, are we kind of like we used to be, or, or is this going to be like just a, a virtual league? Okay, uh, so you have two different points there, and I, I'm, I'm tracking on your first point of, uh, like, if, if the trades aren't till the all-star game, it forces you to kind of hang in there at least till July 15th is, is, is essentially what you're saying. You, you got to manage it up until then. Um, and then see where you're at in the 15th of July and then kind of decide then, or at least have a framework of, I'm going to give it two more weeks before the MLB trade deadline. And then I'm going to decide if I'm in or out of, of this race. Okay. I get that. And then your other point of the uh, lack of um, proximity or, or, or events that we're having. Um, yeah. And, 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 and as you're saying that, I was thinking that we, we probably should book stuff in advance to, uh, to, force, to force that. And, and I, that's why I think most people like the league is because it, it is a in-person draft. I think I think that's the best. Well, I, I'm assuming. I, I'm I'm putting thoughts into other people's heads, but I, I think that's why they like it. Good Sid person. Yeah, I mean, look what happens whenever we do get together, right? Obviously, the, the, the auction is the greatest. I mean, example when we're together, 
it goes sideways quickly because we just enjoy the social aspect yeah, of it. Right? right. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Anytime we get together, it's fun. And, and I get the fact that people are in different, you know, phases of their life. And some have kids, some don't. Some don't. But, but it, it just seems like we've kind of scaled back a little bit on, 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 I'll call it the social interaction part. And I'll give you an example because you gave me some time to think about this. So 30 years ago, remember we went out to Chicago, right, 1993? Yeah. Um, I think we had seven out of our eight owners go on that trip, right? And, and 30 years ago, right, not all of us had a lot of money. Some people may have had kids. I guess you, you did by then, Jamie did. But somehow we made the effort to go to Chicago. Um, I was trying to think of the last time we did a baseball trip where we had even 50% participation out of our league. And it's been a while. Yeah, that's good at yeah, that, you make some good points, and it, it's something that I, uh, my wheels are churning. So, yeah, I, I, I get why you – I get the understanding of that five years now. Um, and actually, we don't change anything. It may be sooner than that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, I like to throw stuff out there just to get people – uh, stir it up, and sometimes it, it helps. Sometimes I think maybe it makes it worse. But I'm not gonna <laughs> throw stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, but at least it, it creates a conversation, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, again, it, I mean, we're like you said, about ten percent into the into the season. Uh, I think most of the major league teams have played sixteen games, so it's it's right on track. Um, do, do you see any team that's in the lower half that think, I, I don't think they're done yet. I think they can make a little push here. Oh, yeah. 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 I, okay. Again, I think with 10%, I think everybody still has a chance, right? I, I, I think some teams have their, their big guys uh, underperforming, and, and some of the top teams, I know I have a couple guys that are overperforming, so, so it may normalize over time. And I, I think, yeah, I think, I think the league's still, I mean, it's still up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, moving on to the uh, text talk. Uh, someone, I, I, it might have been Bob Kirk. You, you had mentioned it. But, uh, yeah, we probably need a, a monkey point update. Yeah, so, Chase, if you're listening, uh, right, I think there was a shot at you and, and your, your ace, uh, Alcantara, when, when he was getting lit up by the Phillies. And I know he had a bad start, his last start as well. Uh, uh, I think it was Bob. Kirk made some comment about it, so I'm just curious uh, what that does to the monkey point uh, race. So, 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 Case, yeah, if you could provide an update, we'd love to hear it, unless it's cloaked in secrecy for the whole year. Oof, that's yeah. I don't know about that. I, that would make me uncomfortable. I know because I like going towards like August, September, like towards the bottom, so I know I can I can uh, talk a little more freely. Right, right. Maybe you can miss a class or two because your grade is. <laughs> Start calculating. What do I need to get the final to pass? Yeah. What do I need to do to pass? Yep. Right. <laughs> um, moving on to baseball news. Uh, Cody Bellinger gets a standing ovation when he goes back to Dodger Stadium, and then he gets a strike called on him because he uh, violated the pitch clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny um, because, you know, I do like, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I, I like the, the, the pitch clock. Um, and it seems like every once in a while they could not have that rule in effect, but but I get the fact they're just trying to apply it equally. But yeah, <laughs> a standing out. Like a f- yeah, with him swinging, yeah. he's got to be careful because as much as he strikes out, that's that's huge for him. Yeah, he doesn't need a strike called on him without him having the ability to swing at it. 
No, it feels like the last the last three years he is always going up zero and one. So, uh, and it made me think like when Pujols was with the Dodgers and he went back to St. Louis, he would have had like three strikes called on him. That standing ovation was so long. <laughs> yeah, and it, it happened like every at bat for him. Yeah. He, he, he'd be like the – he'd have to go up there like quarterbacks do where they tell the crowd to be quiet. <laughs> right, just yeah, waving his hands down. Be quiet. Let me, I, I, yeah. Um, all right, so I, I put some early surprises in here. These are guys I just I, – I kind of flipped through the top 100. Um, Grisham is not – Trent Grisham is not in the top 100, but he's actually played pretty well. He's a hell of a defender. I think he's won two gold gloves already. Um, but he's playing well, and his, his average is still 222, but it, his OPS is high, and he's stealing some bases. Um, Cody Bellinger's gotten off to a really good start. I think I'm, I'm going to double-check this now because now I can't remember. But I think he had five hits last night. Wow. Yeah, that was a, that was a good week for him his last few years. That was a good month. Five hits. Jeez. You're not. You're still not bitter about him, are you? Uh, I am not. Yikes, man. I mean, uh, that guy was this horrid. He he was yeah, horrible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw some of his bats, and he just looked lost up there a lot of times. So it must have been the other night. Okay, because he, he, I'm checking the score. But, yeah, he had four or five hits. Uh, J.D. Davis, he, he's ranked in the top 50 offensively. Mm-hmm. Having a great year. Patrick Wisdom is ranked number five offensive player right now, and you have him. Uh, like he's a he's a decent hitter, but how how surprised are you with the with the uh, home runs? Uh, I'm I'm very surprised. He, he's an all or nothing guy. He'll he'll hit home runs and he'll strike out for a week. You know, he's had five home runs now the last four games. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna ride this for a while because <laughs> I was hoping to get 25 homers out of him, but I'll probably get 160 strikeouts. But that's okay, though. Right. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, and it's helping the Cubs. I mean, Bellinger and Wisdom are, are uh, I think the Cubs may be above 500. Um, yeah. Yeah, they are. They're 8-6. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Justin Steele, I mean, I, he, he's kind of developed. Cub. Yep, another Cub. He's kind of developed over last year. And it, it, I think he's probably one of the best pitchers from, like, August, September, and then, and then into April. Um, and then lastly, Dave Robertson. He's gotten four four saves. He hasn't given up a run for the Mets. Yeah, where was this last year, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. Um, so the other thing I want to ask you the baseball news, and I, I think I might have texted you, and we're not getting there, but we're, we're approaching that cutoff. Of, who, who do you think maybe the first manager getting fired here as a as a real early kind of prediction? I, I, it's funny. I can only name a few managers these yeah. days. But well, you can name a team, though. Um, yeah. And I look at the teams, and I'm like, well, which teams aren't playing well? Well, well, the A's, right? But boy, do you? Do you I guess it's Mark Kotze. Remember him? Yeah. Um, I think he's yep. the manager. I mean, you fire a team that, that you know has that really, really ridiculously low payroll. I, I don't know. He could be one. And I, I look at you know the Rockies. The Rockies aren't playing well. They're not going to be competitive in that division. I think Bud Black is still their manager, right? He is, and, yep. And he's been around for a while. I mean, I'm just going to try to say he would be, the, the, at least for me, the logical first choice to say, well, we've given you some chance, and, and you're not performing, and, and out you go. So I'm going to go with Bud Black for the Rockies. Okay. Um, I, 
I, when I looked at it, I I thought maybe uh, Dave Martinez, but not yeah. in a situation with the Nationals like, hey, you're not doing your job, but hey, we're gonna cut you loose. We're, you you yeah, may, maybe a team that's on the verge of picking up type thing, because um, there there are ways away here. Washington, they're strapped with long-term contracts that they can't get out of. And But the other guy that I think is a little surprising, maybe you can comment, is Marmel. Uh, well, that'll be interesting. I know, you know, the Cardinals have been hand-picking their guys internally the last couple um, go-arounds with their manager. Yeah, he, he's an interesting guy. I mean, he seems to have a pretty strong personality. Um, and we'll see. The Cardinals are certainly not looking good. Their, their pitching is horrible. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll 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 see what they do with him. Um, yeah, I think I think both your your suggestions are are, are certainly possibilities. Yeah. Um, and that thing he did with Tyler O'Neill, like I I don't I I had a huge problem with that that he's going to do that in, in public like that. Um, yeah. yeah, that's one of the examples about it. He said he has this personality. He thinks he's probably going to light a fire under O'Neill and, and maybe the team. But, but come on. I mean, I, I watched the play. And yeah. O'Neill, you know, he's super fast. And he looked like he wasn't really hustling. But come on. Any Anytime you watch uh, Molina bat in the last three years um, and hit a ground ball, you ever see how hard Molina runs? <laughs> it looks like and, he's – And they weren't going to bench him and call him out. Like, well, no. why, why do it this day? Yeah, I know. Unless O'Neill's a problem, which I I doubt because he's still kind of young. I don't. I, I yeah. I, I that the other young players probably saw that and thinking yeah. I don't know. But I, I just thought Marmel was yeah because offensively they should be a lot better than they are. Yeah, they they have they have games of course where they look really good with that lineup, but for some reason sometimes they're just not scoring runs, and and I know their pitchers are going to give them up. They're they're, they're yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, so it, the other thing you brought up is, and I, th- I think we should do this. I think it'd be fun. Um, okay, is the trivia? How well do you know MLB leaders from the '90s? And you and I talked uh, off air, and, and I'm I'm more of a believer that older people know stuff from long longer term than they do, you know, more recent. But we'll see. We'll see if the '90s is long enough for me. Yeah, we're, we're calling ourselves old if we're not thinking, if we think the 90s are, are more recent. But no, I, I hear you. And if I'd have known earlier, maybe I'd look for the, the, the quiz from the 70s or 80s. But what I have now is, is decade leaders, you know, from 1990 to 1999. So if you want to pick a category, you know, it has to be a quantitative category. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you the question. And, and I'll give you four choices if you like. They have a, a multiple choice. Uh, I, I might ask for a lifeline and yeah, throw me the multiple choice, but don't tell me if I'm wrong. If, if I'm wrong, don't tell me the answer. Cause maybe other people will okay. kind of chime in. All right. So like a quantitative, like you're talking about like, um, home runs. That's one of them. Okay. That. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you want that one? Give me that which one. Player hit the, which player hit the most home runs from 1990 to I'm a, I need to. I'm gonna, in the, the Jeopardy music now. <laughs> Who is Mark McGuire? Man, you got it. All right, cool. All right, that's a Man, tough that one. Really good. So let me let me let me go and follow up. <laughs> Do you know who is second? Uh, ninety to ninety-nine. 
Um, I'm gonna say I. You know, this is I. I know it's not it, but I'm gonna say Sosa. No. So, so McGuire had 405. Wow. Um, and the next was was uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, he had 382. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I, I was either going to go with Sosa or Bonds, but Bonds had that little struggle there in the early 90s. But, yeah, all right. Yeah, a little struggle. Yeah. All right. Uh, get get Pick any category. Um, let's go with uh, – you won't get that one. Uh, let's go with stolen bases. I think we're going to talk about that later. What player had the most stolen bases from 1990 to 1999? Hmm. 90 to 99. Oh, I'm going to go with, why this is tough, because it's, it's both American and National League, right? Yep. Yeah, give me a choice of four, and I'll get it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I'll give you the order. They just list them here, so it should be random. Ricky Henderson, Otis Nixon, Delano DeShields, Kenny Lofton. Oh, I'm going to go with Kenny Lofton. That is incorrect. Oh, okay. All right, don't tell me. Okay. All right, and give me, a, give me a, another category. Just pick one. Okay. Um, what pitcher had the most wins from 1990 to 1999? I can give you multiple choice on that, or you can you can guess. No, nah, 90 to 99. I'm gonna go with Clements. Uh, that is also incorrect. What the hell? All right, That's one more. Guess, give me give me an offensive one. One more. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who had the most RBIs? From 1990 to 1999. Okay, so there's a couple guys. My, my first instinct was Juan Gonzalez. That was my first instinct. My second instinct is Bell, but I think his career tailed pretty quickly, Albert Bell. Um, then my other one is Tino Martinez. I don't know if the bottom half of that, because he used to have a lot. Of, so did Edgar Martinez. I'm going to go with Juan Gonzalez. That is incorrect. God bless. I started off so well. All right. You did. <laughs> I got cocky. <laughs> so so I got the home runs. I didn't get stolen bases. I didn't get wins. And I didn't get RBIs. That's correct. We're, so I'm going to see enough people to Google it, but if they want to just, without thinking yeah. about it too long, you know, text in. I, I can always, I can give the answers out later this week. All right, yeah, man, I did not know that as well. Were, were, were the names I'm throwing out kind of like in the ballpark? Like, were, were they yeah, names that yeah, you would yeah. think like, all right, yeah, I would think that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and since I'm looking at the quiz, I'm, I'm a little bit tainted because one or two of your guys weren't weren't part of the multiple choice, so, so they weren't. But a couple of your guys were. Okay. And, and yeah, right. they, they were logical choices. All right. All right, good enough. Yeah, maybe I maybe we should do a seventies one. It's funny is like I don't know how mo- most RBIs in in uh, the nineties, but I could probably name every Reds offensive player from seventy five and seventy six. 
What's you raised a good point. <laughs> I will look for a 70s or 80s quiz for next time. Yeah. I know that Cesar Geronimo played center field for the Reds in the mid-70s, but I don't know. I don't know who led the, the 90s in RBIs. <laughs> yeah, I think he was number 20 as well. Right. That. Yeah, batted eighth. It's because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, was a stacked line. Yeah. All right, we do have a twib note brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, and you, you got it this week. Yeah, again, this is the only thing I'm really qualified to talk about in this podcast. <laughs> um, but I had something that was called Sip Killer. I'm not sure why, really, but by, by, by a brewery named Eat, E-A-T, Eat Beer in Connecticut. Um, an imperial IPA, which uh, Rick can tell me more about what that really means. Um, I just kind of like them because they are a little higher. There's an ABV. This is an eight and a half. Um, kind of West Coast, if it would be for me. It's a lot of hops to it. Um, it was really good. Um, I only had one, so I didn't have more than one at 8.5 ABV. I would. I looked on Beer Advocate. There's only a couple ratings. Um, and I would give it a 91. It was definitely a solid uh, IPA. I would drink it again. Wait, and maybe I missed it, but where did you have this? Um, so I was just um, at, at an Orioles game oh. last week, and I actually had it there um, at one of the places I went to before the game started. Um, so I tried to give it a shot. Okay. So I, I, I Googled it, eat beer, because I wanted to just kind of see what the can looked like. And, and the first thing that came up was Urban Dictionary. So you know what the Urban oh, yeah. Dictionary definition of eat beer is? I'm afraid of any definition in Urban Dictionary, but if you can say it on, on this podcast, You can. Ahead. It is to okay. the, the act of consuming large amounts of alcohol in a very short amount of time. Eating beer. Eating beer. <laughs> okay. So, then it's interesting with the, with the term sip killer as well. But, uh, yeah. Wow. So, I did not know that. Like to use it in a sentence, it – it gives an example after class. Let's go eat beer. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to go to a college campus and see if people are saying that on a. Anybody? Well, anybody want to go eat beer? <laughs> yeah, I might try that. See what happens. I don't know if I'll be arrested or thrown into jail, but um, yeah. Okay. So I'm afraid I need to look it up again because Urban Dictionary there could be some other obscure meaning, and, and that could really get me uh, in jail. Maybe that's a yeah. Well, we we, we got to start talking like cool kids, otherwise our bush league will look different in five years. So we got to start talking like that. Maybe maybe we'll add that section to a podcast, Urban Dictionary, um, so we can start using words like that. Yeah, so that that's a shout out to uh, to Sam, right? Since he's uh, the only one under the age of thirty in the league, he needs to kind of brush us up on on, on some cool uh, vernacular, some cool. Uh, <laughs> Some hipster words as a teenager. So, so we're not going to use the word fresh anymore. Well, it looks fresh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I take it back. He, that's right. He, he's now 21, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He's so, now 21. So he's not a teenager. Anyway, something hipster from, from his generation. <laughs> All right. Uh, we don't have any podcast uh, corrections or follow-ups, and we usually don't make a big deal of it. Um, yeah, but you'll have plenty after me being on this week for <laughs> next week. <laughs> Yeah, and now I'm starting to second guess what the hell I read about Cody Bellinger. I I swear the guy had four or five hits the other day. But anyway, uh, what, what well, do you he had. Well, I'll look it up. I mean, last night, like I said, he was at least four for four when I went to bed last night. So it, it, it could have been last night. I mean, did you check the scores from last night? I'm I'm doing do that now. Yeah, last night was the 16th, right? No, last night was the 17th. No. What right. the hell? 
baseball reference? Uh, let's see. Bellinger. Five hits yesterday, last night, against the eight. You're right. You're just a day off. Okay. All right. All right, so this well, – okay. interesting. The, I know he's doing well, but early in the year, if you go five for five, it seems like your average should be higher than it is. He's hitting 310 now. But you think five for five early in the year would really raise it. So you can look the night before what his average was going in. Well, he, yeah, he can easily have a 0 for five pretty quickly with four strikeouts. Um, you know, the other thing I, I was going to bring this up it, with Jamie is, uh, you know, who's playing pretty well and I, I don't, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs and them, but, uh, the pirates and the diamondbacks are playing really good baseball for how young they are. They are. And, and you know, and, and also by payroll, if you want to go that way. Yeah. yeah I, I think they both are. And right now, right in the central, I mean, Milwaukee's playing well, so that's going to be tough. But but with the Cardinals scuffling, I mean the Pirates, you know they're they're doing well. They 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 have a chance to finish certainly in the top half of that. Arizona's going to struggle a little bit just because of um, the Dodgers and the Padres in there. But I like what they did with their rebuilding, and they've got a lot of good young players. Yeah, and what what I was telling Jamie is that with especially with the Pirates, that there's going to be weeks where Keller, Contreras, and Oviedo pitch pretty well. And it's going to keep them in the games. Now there's going to be weeks where they pitch bad, you know, because they're young. But they'll have weeks where all three of them pitch well, and and they're going to give some teams some problems. And Arizona, uh, you know, if Galen and, and Merle Kelly can can stay strong the whole year, their offense is young. They're going to have weeks where they don't perform, but they're going to have weeks where they hit the baseball, and they're you're going to have to deal with them. They're they're not what they were two years ago. Oh, I agree. Yeah, they were they were really dreadful a couple of years ago talking to the Diamondbacks, of course, and the Pirates. Yeah. I, I agree with both, which makes the, the injury to O'Neill Cruz that much more uh, kind of sad for them because um, right, he was fun to watch and he's going to make that team so much better. And again, I love watching Andrew McCutcheon, right? <laughs> he seems like he's getting one more year of productivity. And um, yeah, they're a fun team to watch. I'm sure I'll go out sometime this summer to see him maybe play against the Cardinals. But um, yeah, I'm hoping that they have a much better season this year. Yeah, and the uh, the guy they have playing shortstop, um, yeah, he, I mean he'll be all right. But you're right, he's he, he's not he's not going to put the ball in the river like Cruz could, you know. And that, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of a shame. But the Diamondbacks are, yeah, I I think they're going to finish under 500, but it won't be by much. And it just because they're probably not used to playing 162 games and traveling and all that stuff, but they'll figure it out as they as they get older. Um, yeah, and the, and the schedule making it much more balanced. It means they're not necessarily playing 19 games against everybody in their division. Yeah, I think that's going to help them as well. Yeah, except for Colorado, <laughs> maybe <you> play three. <laughs> maybe it should be an unbalanced schedule, like like football. Like you play if you're bad the year before, you play most of the bad teams. <laughs> yeah, they get you back well, in the that, playoffs. That would, that would force the parity that the NFL does. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. What, what what are you walking off with?
funny, Roger, um, because, you know, most games last year, last couple of years have been over three hours. Sometimes I would say, okay, game starts at 7. If I want to watch the last couple of innings, I'll start tuning in at like 9.30, 9.45. Well, I've missed games, right? Yeah. I tune in and it's like, it's over. Yeah. Like, oh, shoot. Right. So now i got to kind of tune in around two hours. And, of course, you know, we've had at least two games this year that went under two hours. Uh, I, I'm just, in, I'm enjoying it. I, I really, I like, I know it seems forced and everything, and there's going to be some controversy, and you're going to have some times where, like, oh, I hated seeing that automatic ball, that automatic strike called. But by and large, I think this is going to really help baseball. It just feels like more like the baseball we watched uh, in the 70s and in the 80s. Yeah, um, I, I, as much as I was kind of, had this internal struggle with this whole pitch clock. Um, I, I do kind of like it. And, and I think it's enough time for, for them. And I'm thinking like, as you get towards the end of the year, you know, you, you got to make a good pitch. There's a playoff spot on, on the, on the, on the line. And, and, you know, this is these people's jobs. Like it's, you know, no, your boss wouldn't come into you and say, Hey, this is the data. I need a, I need a decision in 15 seconds. You know what I mean? The world doesn't work like that. Um, No, in fact, my boss would never come in to me and ask me that ever. That's how bad I was. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some fake data, whatever you decide. No, we're not going to implement. So go ahead. Take your time. (laughs) Just go to the next guy. I'm I'm on the website. Just stop bothering me. I got fab this weekend, man. Yeah, I got fab. I got two injuries. You're giving me this shit. Yeah, I don't, don't care. talk about Ukraine now. I don't care about Ukraine. I gotta, I gotta fill a hole in my uh, relief pitching. Oh, which is another thing. This is way off topic, but you brought this up. That stupid knucklehead in New Hampshire caused me to do all these trainings all over again. Did the ripple effect of these knuckleheads that that leaked data is yeah. is is crazy, man? They, they, people don't even understand the ripple effect of that crap. All the way down to a, a some guy unloading a truck. It's just so annoying. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry about you. that. I feel your pain. Yeah. So I, I I do like the pitch clock, and it 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 does move. And I have caught myself like you did, where I thought, all right, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the baseball, and I realized that the game started at six forty, and that game's mm. been over for twenty minutes. <laughs> What I it's like what why am I watching reruns of the office? Is it raining somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like what happened, what happened to the old days where I could just turn on at ten thirty and be the sixth inning? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so uh yeah, that I it's I, I've been caught like that. Um so I'm walking off with something similar and I'm wondering if you know, there's probably some cause and effect here. But I'm wondering if stolen bases are back. And and this is why I say it. So I, I, I looked at um I looked at this year. Because I I feel like I when I look at the daily, you know, when you get your CBS daily update and I'm I, I look I see stolen bases more often. So right now there's nine teams, nine Bush League teams on pace to have a hundred plus stolen bases. And the and the wow. the tenth team would have that like low nineties. In twenty wow. in twenty two, there were five Bush League teams with a hundred plus stolen bases. You have to go back to two thousand seventeen. What is the last year nine Bush League teams had a hundred plus stolen bases? 
Wow, that that's striking. Yeah. Yeah, and then between eighteen and twenty-two, the leader of of that category in those years would probably finish eighth, seventh, ninth between seventeen and fourteen. One one year, Tom Tom had a two hundred stolen bases in the mid, you know, fifteen, fourteen, twelve, yeah. somewhere around that. Yeah, I I can believe it. I remember that. I used to think that you know you needed to average a stolen base a, a, a game, you know, about, about one hundred sixty yep. for the year to be competitive to stay in the middle. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, and you mentioned about the the size of the bases, and that could be. And I also think it's the amount of time someone can throw over. So yeah, good point. I forgot to talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So you now you, you can take a little big of bigger of a lead. You, you get one throw over. Now you can maybe even stretch it a, you know, half step, because you're not mm-hmm. the I, you don't know if the guy wants to do the second one. It's still early in the count, it, because once the second one's there, that's it, right? You, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so actually, technically, the, the rule is funny, right? If you throw over twice, if you throw over a third time, you have to get the person out. So you could do it, right? But if you don't, right. it's, a, it's like a box, right? Yeah, right. So and the probability of throwing someone out on a pickoff play is very, very low. I mean, it's like hitting a triple. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, so what I think you're saying, and I agree, um, it's kind of a, 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 a confluence of all the rules. So, the pitcher's also saying, oh, shoot, I got 15 seconds to throw the ball to home plate. I got to change my grip. Where am I going to throw the slider? Oh, the clock's going down. I'm not even think about the runner as much, right? I, there's so much going on, and, and the pace is increasing that maybe they're just not paying as much attention either to the runner thinking yeah. they've got to deliver the ball to home plate. Yeah, and now you got these guys with not blazing speed, not Vince Coleman, Otis Nixon, Ricky Henderson, uh, all from the 80s. <laughs> that I just brought up. <laughs> so, um, but guys with decent speed, like Nico Horner, now he's getting a little bit of a step. He's getting a better jump. And, you know, now guys can take off. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's good. I think it's – I love the stolen base. I, I, I think anytime you can move a runner at scoring position without doing anything, that's a big mm-hmm. deal, right? That that's oh, a, yeah. that's a huge deal, yeah, um, and it actually might have won the Red Sox a World Series because Dave Roberts was thrown in there to pinch run in Game yeah. Six to steal that base. That's the only yeah, thing he was in there for. Yep, and you got to figure out a way to get down to second so you get it in scoring position. That's that's the only reason he was there. So um, yeah, I, I I think there's some cause effect with these rules. I didn't think about the whole pitching thing of like, yeah, I got to get this grip. I got to throw a good pitch here. I don't want to go zero and two or two and zero. And then you got this guy, you know. I I guess the only deterrent, especially with a right-handed batter, with a and, and I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna use catchers from way back, but a guy like Molina or Santiago, that you could throw a ball just off the plate. And and let them rip one down the first base. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good point, right? Yeah, picking them off, sure. I mean, just to, just at least to kind of slow down a secondary lead a little bit, because if you got a big initial lead, then your secondary lead's even bigger. You know, I, and I I, mm-hmm. I guess that would be the only deterrent is to force these guys at least to be a little hesitant on their secondary lead. You know, maybe cut you stop a first to third that way i i don't know so 
Um, yeah, that's interesting. But I'm like you, Bill. I got caught once or twice thinking I'm going to watch baseball. <laughs> that game is <laughs> that game is over. And then you're like, ah, oh, damn it. But it 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 feels good though. It 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 does. It it's definitely a better pace of what's going on, especially between that fifth and seventh innings when it could be all hell breaking loose with pitching changes. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy the way it's going so far. We'll see if there's any any hiccups with that, but but I think it, as, as Major League Baseball intended, it, 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 the, the rules are having you know the effects that they, they desired. Yeah, yeah, um, and so hopefully it'll continue like that, and um, I'll, I'll I'll make my adjustment in my head to when to turn baseball on, especially when the game start at six <laughs> thirty. Yeah, that I don't realize. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might want to say eight thirty, eight forty-five. You might want to start uh, start dialing searching. in. Yeah, then I'm watching on my tablet. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, and, and and lastly, before uh, before we get out of here, um, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we had a little hiccup yesterday after uh, yesterday afternoon, so but I appreciate you coming on and uh, and filling in and. Um, Maybe I'd give Jamie something to think about when he curtails his travel plans. <laughs> hey, it's my pleasure, Roger. I can't wait to see what the what the ratings and the reviews are on this one. So I know you have such a, a large uh, audience that hopefully I didn't I didn't I didn't cut it in half or uh, cause any uh, uh, problems with the with the popularity of this podcast. Yeah, I always tell people when I tell them I have a podcast that we have a six share. And they're like, wow, it's pretty good. I'm like, well, it's six out of ten people that listen that actually. <laughs> but I I just say, yeah, we got a six share in Apple. Wow. Yeah, I must I be really good. Leave it at that and not elaborate nope. on the, yeah. the numbers. Yep, I got a six share. Yep. I'm, I'm, we're up there with, like, uh, you know, Oprah. That's what she, I think she has. <laughs> of course, hers uh, is out of ten million. <laughs> Ours is out of ten. <laughs> Even, yeah, I got guys related to me who won't listen to this. So, um, anyway. All right, my man. Have a good week. Uh, enjoy your one day at work, and I'll see you soon. Sounds good, Roger. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. See you, Chief. All right.